0: God is the God of the universe. God is the God of everybody. And that is what John was referring to when he said that the one that does not love does not know God. But the confidence that you must have in the Word of God from within, that deep assurance. Heaven is a state of happiness which comes as a result of living a useful life. The heavenly pursuit is usefulness. The heavenly pursuit is love. The wisdom of God, it is universal. It is universal because it does not belong to a certain set. Hallelujah. Thank God that we are here. Amen. Okay. So you have to really pay attention. Amen. Okay. And then also, you have to be locking things in your mind. Okay. So, like when you hear something, then you. Lock it in your mind that okay, this is how you are going to think now. Do you get it? Like okay, okay. Oh, okay. well, I didn't know that this was the case. Okay, now I get it. So this is how I think from this point onwards. Do you understand that? Like that's how it should be. So that it doesn't become like you've heard something before, but that was it. It's still not something that is working within you. It's just something that you remember you have heard before. So it's in your memory somewhere, but it will not benefit you. Please understand that. Yeah. So I want you to have this as the posture of your mind. Now this period is going to be a part two of what we started talking about in the previous special program concerning the spirit that make it alive. Hallelujah. So there's the spirit that make it alive too, right? But specifically it's on ascension, do you see? And if we make it part two, it turns into something other than what it is. It's like it's a movie or something. So a lot of things that we talk about will be from there. And this is where if You have not taken seriously what we discussed before. Then I don't know what you do with this one, or if what we have discussed before is not your working knowledge. Do you see working knowledge? So it means that that's how you think. So remember, we drew the various levels of the human mind, right? So by now, if I tell you to sketch it. You should be able to sketch it, right? How many of us can sketch it now? Okay. Okay. Those of you that can't sketch it, is it because you don't know how to sketch? Or as it was shared, you buggered your mind because we spent the first day of that special program trying to establish this reality, right? Yeah. So I don't know. See, normally that's the problem with some of us. We don't know why we are hearing what we are hearing. So for instance, as you have come for this special program, it may be that there's something that is on your heart that you want God to help you with. Right. Right. So the mistake you are going to make is that you are going to sit in these meetings and then anything that comes up, you check, is it what will solve this my particular problem? No, no. No, 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 so you sit here discarding everything till something is said that kind of deals with what you decided to come here with as your expectation. okay Now the problem with that is that even what you think God will say concerning your problem, you know it out of context. Out of context means that. It may be helpful in the time, right? But in the future, even given the same scenario, you will still have a problem. But the thing about God, when he helps you one, you mm-hmm. should remain helped. Do you get it? But if you don't deal with God well, and you even think he has helped you, because like for instance, maybe, as we are talking, all that you are thinking about is hearing something that will call you that it will be fine with you in the future. Yes, as you have come to sit here, you have a lot of doubt as to your future. So you are really praying to God that He will speak to you concerning your future. Juicy. You or you are not well. You are really praying to God that He will help you become well. You see, what will happen is that then you are discarding everything that is being shared till so something is shared that hits on what you think your problem is. And when we say come to church with an expectation, that's not what it means. It means that come ready that everything that is shared, you believe that it is necessary for you. Even though at times you may not know how come it is necessary, you assimilate it as one who will need it. Do you get that? It's like you go to school, your teacher is teaching you, you are not sure what It will do what it is that they are teaching you do you get it yeah because you are in school but when you assimilate it so the expectation is that you must assimilate it right you must know it you must learn it you must understand it when you go out of school at times you may not even meet an issue that you need to use the very thing that the teacher taught you but because you have been taught and you have learned there is a background In the mind that you have that makes you able to deal with that problem that you meet do you get it so at times a problem that you meet you have not directly been taught about it but you know many things so you're able to pull one two three together to solve that problem do you get it yeah and when they were teaching you if you ask and there are many students that ask such foolish questions what is the point of this thing that they are teaching us. What will it do? You see, but you have to believe that it is important. Moreover, knowledge in itself is necessary. So even if maybe you want to be a carpenter and they are teaching you biology, right? You see, you don't say that, okay, then it's not necessary. The worst, it is knowledge, it is necessary. And you realize that if even you are going to be a carpenter and you learn the biology, it is going to influence how you are going to do your carpentry work. You understand that? Maybe in your specialization in the carpentry work, now you'll be making chairs and things that, if we have problem with our spinal cord, you see now, because you don't know those, some of the chairs that you'll be making, when we sit in it, our uh, sofa, our knee will be hitting our chest. <laughs> and you sat in a chair like that before. So your mm. buttocks enters the chair and then your knee is up. You can hold your knee like this. It's a chamber pot. <laughs> yeah, so you are sitting on the chair like you are sitting on a chamber pot. Do you see? <laughs> so you see, they say learn biology, they didn't learn. And when you are making a bed, you have to understand all the things that will go on around and on the bed. Do you understand that? So, at times, you think that, oh, this is it. But God is also preparing you with the information that is coming. Do you see? So, you don't do selective absorption. You don't select which one you are going to retain. Like those of you who don't know how to sketch this mind thing, you see, I don't know what you think, but this is a hack. You see, this is a thing that if you understand, it will do a lot of things for you. Let me explain to you. I don't have a book line there that I pick topics from to come and teach you. I teach you based on what I see is relevant for your spiritual journey. Do you understand that? And it is because I'm also on my own spiritual journey. So I'm able to know that this thing will be good for your spiritual journey because it is good for my spiritual journey. Do you understand that? Uh If there was a book lying there, then maybe you would think that there are things that will be taught out of the book that are not necessary for you. And so you just wait and select some. Everything that is being shared is important for your life. Hallelujah. Including this thing and being able to have it as a picture in your mind when things are going on with you. Because a lot of the things that happen with our regeneration and the difficulties that we have, it is because we don't know what is going on. Hallelujah. You see, I'm sitting there thinking and worrying that how come the progress is not like it should be. Then it drops into my heart that many don't know the details as to what is going on as they are trying to work with the Word of God. All that they know is that, oh, the Word of God, must obey, that's all. They don't know the details of it, so then there is a special program. Then we discuss the details. Then there's a Sunday service. We discuss some of these things so that you will know. So for me, these things are necessary for you, And you will not be examined in the classroom about it. It is life that will examine you. Hallelujah. It is life that will examine you. So those of you who can't sketch it, maybe you can't sketch it because you were not here. But if you were here and you can't sketch it, I don't know what is wrong with you. It means you don't understand it. Because those of you who cannot sketch it, put up your hand, let me see you. So it means that majority of those who can't sketch it, you are not here. Hey, but the hands that were down were menu okay. Those who can sketch it, put up your hands so I can call a few of you at random to help us start the service. Do you get it? So you tell me what comes first, then we'll go through it. Have you finished checking from your notes already? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, put your hands down. I mean, if you just Confirm from your notes how the sketch looks like. Put up your LMC. Only the Nama. Okay. And then who else? Okay, so it's just these two that didn't have it in their mind. The rest, you had it in your mind. Okay. You know, I know that there are some of you that are lying, then you are sitting there. No, no, it's not funny. Let me tell you something. It's not funny. You see, these are the reasons why you will not be able to ascend. At times, you don't understand. You think that the spiritual life is in some big thing that you will do, then you will see God. It's in the little, little thing. Because you can't even own up and be uncomfortable in owning up to something that you have done. You see, you can't do this little, little thing. Only. You can't find God. If I'm in, sitting in a position and I don't know if my hand will be up. I'll take all the disgrace, but I'll meet God. You will meet God. When I try to find God, I'll meet God ahead of you. Not because I'm special but because I'm subjecting myself to the thing that you are running away from. So you are running away from it just to save face. This small face, you want to save it. Like this small, you know, like this small one, you want to save it. Hi. So one day, as was and the Lord told me, he said, teach them about these little, little things. Because me too, I'm sitting, I'm saying, why are they not ascending? I don't know, teach them about this. You don't know. So if you think that will go and pray for five hours. You can't try it. If you are not going anywhere, you are not going anywhere. You understand? You can read all the books. You understand? In this world. But it still doesn't mean anything. To turn away from evils is the thing. See the number of years we kept telling you about this. It is because it's really the thing. No? And the evils are not, I don't fornicate. the no, no, These ones too are evils. But you make fun out of it, right? But you try to find God, it will be difficult. So whether your spirit is shut in a certain way, right? Your spirit is shut in a certain way. And you think that God is denying you. You see, God is not trying for you, heaven is not being open to you. I was having a conversation with Mr. Hartford, and this thing came up. And I was saying that, look, me, even some of you, I'm sure you pray longer than me. And it's a truth. Do you see? It's a truth. You consecrate yourself to 10 hours of prayer. <laughs> no, my point is that at times eh, these other things that we say we must do is not the main thing it's when your heart is well prepared then you do these things by way of utilizing your prepared heart to seek God but in terms of really getting your heart to be prepared is this little little thing so that you can't own as I let you list your in your hands you see, I tell you, you want to quickly put down your hand, right? So I tell you, lift it up again, because I'm scanning through, so I'm seeing things. I'm seeing people, right? Then you hide, right? Then, okay, it's as if I'm not sure. So I'm going to think to myself that, okay, maybe I didn't see or so. It means that those that are lifting up their hands, that's how it is. Then I hear within my spirit that you're lying to me. The, Islam, the thing is that if I hear it within my spirit, I'm obliged to obey what I hear. So even though you see that you're thinking, that what did I seem to have heard something? And in order for my relationship with God to be genuine, I must believe what God is telling me. And God is telling that some of you are lying to me. Just on this matter, on this little matter, hence the need for this, my little message, is these things. If you can't sketch it, you lock it in your mind and you have made a mistake, face it, right? That is what will make you, when you leave here, go and learn how to do it and get it in proper perspective. But if you act the hypocrite here, you will not go and do anything about this thing. You'll be taken by your pretense. You'll be taken by your pretense. Hallelujah. You'll be taken by your pretense. Hmm? Amen. So, the things we learned. So, on the highest level, it's what, Nanama, the soul, powerful. So, another way of Mm -hmm. describing the soul is the living force. Do you see? The living force. It is because the soul is the living force, that is why even your spirit at times is referred to as the soul. And you yourself at times you are referred to as the soul it is because the soul is the living force do you understand that so when your spirit is being described but in terms of the fact that it's a living force it is called the soul do you understand that yeah so the soul connects directly to god it's like that umbilical cord right after the soul is what the spirit okay the what spirit celestial okay then the spiritual then after the spiritual is what the natural okay so it means that from the last time we learned that every man is connected to god do you understand that but you are not conscious of it right all right so now that connection to god is because of the presence of your soul then after the soul is your spirit okay so it means that your soul is higher in terms of connection to god than your spirit is that okay then we come to your spirit, and your spirit is divided into three. The celestial, the spiritual, and then the natural. Is that okay? Now we learn that the celestial and the spiritual, they are closed, right? In every man, they are closed. Before the man becomes spiritual, they are closed. Is that okay? So it's the natural part that is in operation. And the natural part that is in operation is also divided into three. Is that okay? And a man's consciousness Is in the natural part of the spirit. Your consciousness, what you are conscious of, the part of you that you use and you are conscious of and you are aware of, that is the natural part of your spirit. Is that okay? So the celestial part, the spiritual part, even though it is still with you, you are not conscious of it. Hallelujah. Please understand that. Yeah. Even though it is still with you, you are not conscious of it. Is the natural part that you are conscious of. And every man that is in this world uses the natural part. Is that okay? Now, the natural part is also divided into three, right? The rational, the intermediate, and then the sensual, right? Or the realm of the senses. So in your spirit man, that's the natural part of your spirit man. There is a rational part. That is where you decide what is good and what is true. There is the intermediate. Part, that is where your conclusions about life, your conclusions about people, your conclusions about things, the way you think and consider things, how things must be done, okay? That is where you do it, the intermediate part. Then there is the lowest part, which is a natural part, which relates to your senses. So the information and the impulses and the pleasures, right, that they come with. Now keep in mind the pleasures. Because that's one of the major things you are going to address in these four days. Hallelujah. So these stimuli that comes to you from the senses, and then the pleasures that they bring, they are all in the lowest part or the sensual part of the natural mind. Is that okay? All right. So that's the mind. So there's the soul, then there's the spirit. The spirit is divided into three the celestial the spiritual, and then the natural. Is that okay? The natural is divided into three. The rational is the highest. Then the intermediate. And then the sensual. Hallelujah. Then your body comes. You understand that? Uh-huh. So, now, it's not that in your mind there is this triangle that is there. Do you get it? No. It is drawn in the way that it is drawn because of hierarchy and which one influences which one or which one is supposed to influence which one. So what is up is what is in the inmost or what is ruling, what is superior. And then it follows like that. Please understand that. So it's not like there's a triangle inside your mind like that. But these are realms in your mind. Your mind has these realms, but they are arranged in the way they are arranged because of hierarchy hallelujah please you understand that because of hierarchy all right so in this period we are going to go through in detail how all the levels of the mind are influenced by the lord do you understand that so we are going to look at it i know that you know that. okay then the lord must dwell in your natural mind right but want to look at the details as to the processes that go on with us as the Lord seeks to dwell in all these levels of the natural mind. Do you understand that? Yeah, so that's basically what I'm going to do for the next four days. Amen. Are you happy about that? Yeah, so that you practically know what is going on. Because at times you hear yeah, all oh, this, what's going by, you don't really know what's going on, even though you've heard it, but want to at least go into it With examples, okay? With examples and explanations here and there so you can know what is going on with you. Amen. Can know what is going on with you. But specifically today, I want to explain to you what goes on when the word of God is given to you, okay? When you hear the truth, what happens? When you hear doctrine, When you are taught what good is, when you are taught what evil is, when you are taught how that you should abstain from what is evil and you should embrace what is good, what is really happening. Hallelujah. Now, we know that the higher level, which is the celestial and the spiritual, the higher level of your spirit man, they are closed, right? Right? Until the lower levels are regenerated, the higher levels are closed, right? It means that those that are in hell, the higher levels of their mind is closed. Is that okay? Yes. The lower levels, which is the natural part of the mind, is opened, and it is functioning. Amen. Those that are in heaven or those that are being prepared in the earth for heaven, the higher level of the mind, which is the celestial and the spiritual are opened. Is that okay? All right. But in terms of how God deals with us, in many cases, there is a temporary opening of the celestial and the spiritual mind. Now, for the purpose of what I'm going to teach you, I'm not going to differentiate between the celestial and the spiritual mind. I'm going to call it the higher mind or the interior mind. Remember, you see, I told you that when you hear something, say, oh, okay, so now this is how I think now. So if I say higher mind, it means what is interior or innermost. Do you understand that? Now that's how you should also think now. It should not be that in the future you hear the same thing, higher mind, and it has to be explained to you that this is what it is. Do you understand that? Because in principle, this is what it is. What is highest is also what is innermost. So for the purposes of what we are going to talk about i'm putting the celestial and the spiritual mind together and i'm calling it the higher mind or the innermost mind please do you understand that all right so now this higher mind okay can be opened temporarily okay and i want to show you how it works so that you know what is going on when the lord is dealing with you amen now, anytime the Word of God is given to you for you to obey, anytime you find yourself in a situation where the Word of God is called upon, you see, the Word of God is given to you to obey, right? So at the time that you hear the Word of God, there's something happening. Then at the time that you are also in a situation where the Word of God is called to mind, so at this time, It is what you have been taught that is being called to mind. Do you understand that? Because you are in a situation that the Lord expects that this is the time to apply the word of God that you have heard. This is the time to obey the doctrine that you have heard. Do you understand that? And because you are in that situation, then it will come to mind that this is what the Lord requires of you. Is that okay? Does it happen to you? It will come to mind that this is what the Lord requires of you. If yours doesn't come to mind, What may happen is that after, it will come to mind. So if you accept the correction when it comes to mind, ah, this is what the Lord wanted of me, when it actually happens next time, it will come to mind. It means that your journey is a bit further away. So when the Lord is even hinting something to you, you are not aware. Now, that's possible, and I'm sure as we go on, it will come up, okay? All right. So the idea is that when the Lord teaches you the doctrine, or when you are in a situation where the knowledge that you have of doctrine is called to mind. The interior mind, or the higher mind, is opened temporarily. In other words, God from heaven comes to reside in your innermost mind waiting. This innermost mind that is normally closed If you are not spiritual, if you are spiritual, then it is open. Or to the extent that you are spiritual, it is to that extent that it is open. Do you understand that? When the word of God is given you, is that okay? Or when you are in a situation where the word of God must be applied, and because of that, the word of God is called to mind, is highlighted. What is happening is that the Lord from the spirit realm has come to dwell, or the spiritual word has come to dwell in your Higher mind, waiting. You see, it's a feeling you must get. And that's all that you are getting today. So pay attention. So when you are there, thinking that, hey, the word is coming to mind, then you are debunking the word, right? You are trying to find reason why you should stick to your selfish path your evil path. You are trying to find a reason why you should do what it is that your evil heart is set on doing. God has come to rest in your interior mind. Now, the reason why he has come to rest there is that he is waiting for an opening to come and rest in the lower mind. So, because God is trying to come and rest in the lower mind, where he comes to wait is the interior mind, or the higher mind. So when you are fighting with the word of God, when you are trying to give an excuse as to why you should not obey the word of God, God is actually trying to come in in the spirit. Hallelujah. So what happens is that if you reject the word of God in that instance, then God is withdrawn. It's like the light that was coming is withdrawn because you did not allow entry. This is important because in that time there are certain things that happen with you that should let you know. For instance, this awareness is as if you don't try to remember the word of God that you have heard, that you must apply. In the instance, it's as if it is that unwanted knowledge Sanal, that comes in. And it is because it is the work of God. That's what God is doing. And that highlighting is actually because God is dwelling now, hanging about in your higher mind. It's the same thing too with when you are being taught the word. When you are being taught the word like this, God is hanging about in the higher mind. That is the reason why When you open your mind to the word, and you have not even obeyed it, because opportunity hasn't come for you to obey. But when you decide and agree that, oh, this word that is coming, this is how I'm going to live my life from this point onwards. When you make that agreement, you seem to have a taste of the spiritual impact that the word brings. Even though that taste is not all there is, it is because at the time that the word is being ministered to you, heaven is open to you slightly because of the temporary dwelling of the word of God in your higher mind. If you get this, the meeting is done. Hallelujah. That's why I'm telling that you have to now say, okay, this is how I'm thinking now. So this is what happens. So you lock it in your mind. Because it's important. If you understand it this way, you will know that there's something going on other than your own personal struggle with God and what he wants you to do that you don't want to do. So you also know that you that you say God must come, God has come. And he has come to lodge there, waiting that you will allow him to descend. Hallelujah. Do you know what Isaiah chapter 60 said? He said, arise, shine, for thy light has come. Now the commandment is arise and shine. But the reason why you should arise and shine is that your light has come, right? That light is internal truth. But you see, here the commandment is that arise and shine. And the commandment that you should arise and shine is a commandment that comes from doctrine do you understand that? It is doctrine that says that arise and shine. It's doctrine that teaches you that rise up and live your life this way. Do you understand that? It's doctrine. So the summary of doctrine is that arise and shine. Do you understand that? But as doctrine is teaching you that it is because of something, and that thing is that your light has come. That light, where is it? And I'm saying that it is in that higher mind. That's where it has come to reside. Waiting for entry. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is what? Risen upon thee. The glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. You see, I explained to you that if you understand what is going on, in some things you will not wonder about again. Then you will understand God and how God works. So you know, where is God? Where is God? This is what happens when God gives you a commandment to obey. This is what happens when in life circumstances, it comes to mind that behave this way, behave this way. God is actually there and he's going to enter with his light. Arise and do it. Shine for thy light has come. Hallelujah. Now you say, who? Oh. In John chapter, I say he came unto his own, but his own received him not. Right now, the thinking is that he came in doctrine, but the Lord's coming is always in the spirit. The doctrine only facilitates the coming in the spirit. So when they rejected doctrine, they rejected his coming in the spirit. He came unto his own. So okay, ask your neighbor. How many times has the Lord then come? Then you finish and you turn around, and right? You say you can't see anything. Where is the Lord? <laughs> How many times? So you see that, your interior mind, these are some of the things like that it so. There's the temporary happening. Actually, there are times that you are caught up in a certain likeness for the word of God. Not that you are going to apply it to. But you seem to like it. And it normally happens when you hear the word of God. Oh, so you're excited about it. The heaven is open to you. But it's temporary. You have some slight taste. At times you pray hard after hearing that word. And normally it happens when you make your vows. You have a taste. And it is because God came to dwell in that, your higher mind, temporarily. Now, see this one. If you think that a man is born again by coming to the altar, I'm not talking to you. You understand that? Because then this is not knowledge that is necessary for you. But if you know that to be born again is linked to a man's obedience to God, then you'll understand this. Then you'll understand this. So you see what you cry to God about in prayer, right? God, open the eyes of my understanding. Right? Open the eyes of my understanding. Open down my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. God comes. He comes as light. So, see, the implication. Here I am, I stand at the door, right, and knock. If any man hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. You see, if you look at it in a certain way, okay, then the knocking is the knocking through doctrine, right? So it's like an external knocking that is coming through your physical ears, and God wants you to obey. But if you know how spiritual flowing happens, you see, in spiritual things, what is above flows into what is beneath. So if God is saying that he's going to come into you and he's knocking, then he's not knocking from beneath, he's knocking from above. Gravity, right? What is above is what comes to what is beneath, right? So if God is trying to come into you, He's not trying to come into you from beneath, He's trying to come into you from above. In other words, if God is trying to come to you, He's not trying to come to you from the external, He's trying to come to you from the internal. Do you see? So the knocking that the Bible talks about is an internal knocking. Do you hear it? So, that internal knocking, it is happening when doctrine comes up that you must obey. When situations call for obedience. Do you understand that? And the knocking happens because the Lord has come to dwell temporarily in your spirit. Remember, you do not dwell permanently in your higher mind, except he dwells permanently in your lower mind. Remember, there is a principle. Whatever is above, It subsists in what is beneath. So, ends, causes, and effects. Effects are below. Ends are above. Right? Causes are intermediate. Effects are below. Is that okay? Now, the ends and the causes, they are found in the effect dwelling there. Is that okay? The ends and the causes, they are found in the effect dwelling there. It means that if you want to find the end, for instance, if I do something to you, you find in my action the motive, which is the end I had in mind. you find in my action the thoughts that produced the action. Do you get it? Uh So the action is not an empty action. It contains the intention or the motive and the wisdom with which the motive was carried out. Do you understand that? So every effect has in it the end and then the cause. Does that make sense to you? Do you understand that? If there is no effect, the end and the cause can't exist. That's why, if you say you love and you don't do works of love, your love is not love. your love that is in your heart, you know, it will only remain in your heart if it is found in action. If it is not found in action, the small love that was conceived in your heart, it will vanish and will get there. Because they won't get to the opening of the rational mind and all that. You see how all of it and how the regeneration works. You see, I can feel a strong sense of love in your heart, right? If that love is not translated in action, like at the time you feel like, Lord, I love you, I love you. If it does not translate into a way of life, which is the effect, that heart desire in your heart, it goes away. The only way it dwells permanently is that it dwells in effect. Please understand that. In the same way, God comes temporarily into your higher mind. The only way God can dwell permanently is that he finds his dwelling place in your lower mind. If he finds his dwelling place there, then the higher mind is now opened permanently to God. Does that make sense? Yeah. So when he comes there, he comes with his light. He said, arise, shine. Thy light is come. And the glory of the Lord is what? It's risen upon you. He said, behold, darkness shall cover the earth. And gross darkness. The people. Where is the earth? That's you, your lower mind. But the Lord shall do what? Arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen where? Upon thee. In your higher mind. If then the Lord comes into your higher mind and you don't arise, right? Because the concept of arising is key. If you don't arise, the Lord will not permanently dwell in your higher mind. Is that okay? All right. You see, you good intentions come into your heart, right? And then you look at the good intentions and say, ah, I'm a good person. There are temporary good intentions that the Lord is trying to use to inspire you. And actually, good intentions can run concurrently with evil intentions in your heart. Yes, provided it is temporary. Yes. Yes. They run that way because the good intentions are trying to find a place. They've not found yet. So they are running together with the evil intention. till so the evil intention is removed. You see what Paul was talking about? He said, when I want to do the good, evil is present with me. The good intention, it can come but It's not a permanent good intention. It's a temporary one which is stirred up by reason of you accepting the word of God and agreeing that what the word of God teaches is true. Which has to do with the rational mind. we we'll look at that. Hallelujah. So when you see a good intention, you don't say, ah, okay. Ah, then I'm a good person. Or when you know a person that demonstrates some few good intentions here and there, say, ah, then the person is a good person. Then when someone says, there's some evil person, you say, no, no, no. Or when God tries to tell you you are an evil person, no, God, from time to time you see good running through your heart. Do you see? That good, when it is running there, it is God that is trying to find in you a place to stay. But you cannot stay except that the good lives here and becomes practicalized in your life. That's when God finds a permanent dwelling place in you. Hallelujah. Alright. Revelation chapter twenty-one. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. So this is John speaking. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Hallelujah. So now, John is describing something that is trying to happen. And it is because the last judgment has happened. And because of that, the new church can descend. But if you understand it literally, or if you don't look deep into it, you think, okay, then this message just shows us that, okay, then the new church is starting. Right? But there are technicalities there that if you observe carefully, you will understand. Now, this verse 2 the new church, okay, the new Jerusalem, it is hanging in the air. It has left heaven. But it is hanging in the air. Hallelujah. It's not hiding in the heavens. Look at it. It is not hiding in heaven. It means that it is ready to be received. Hallelujah. So the fact that it is descending means that it is ready to be received. But the question is, ready to be received from whose point of view? Is it from the Lord's point of view who has made it available or from man's point of view who has prepared himself to receive? In this context, it is from the Lord's point of view. And it is because of what the Lord has done. Hallelujah. So this descending is what I'm also trying to explain to you, that the presence of the spiritual word in your higher mind. Hallelujah. That is a principle. Now, it is descending like this, because then once again, the doctrine of that church is being taught in the earth. So as the doctrine of that church is being taught in the earth, the church in the spirit now is hanging and ready to be received. It means that when men receive the doctrine on the earth and practicalize the doctrine, then the church as it is hanging will no more hang, but will rest amongst the men, right? The same principle. So for what is the sign that the new Jerusalem is ready to be received? What is the sign? Because your spirit man, you are not conscious of it. That's the higher mind. You are not conscious of it. Hallelujah. You know that it is there because of principle, how things work. You know that it is there. You are not conscious of it. It is when it works that you see its effect in the lower mind. So what makes you think that the new Jerusalem Is ready to be received. What makes you think that it is hanged? It has been given from out of heaven, and it is hanged. What makes you think so? Like, for some of you, we said, okay, the new church is being built, right? So what makes you think so? It is the same way that you know when God has come to reside in your higher mind. When the doctrine of the new church is being preached in the earth, it means that the new church in the spirit is ready to be received. It means that the new Jerusalem in the Spirit is ready to be received. When doctrine is called upon in your own heart, in your own mind, in the situations of life, it means that the church is ready to be received by you. Amen. The church that is ready to be received is called the bride. The church that has been received is called the wife. So yeah, it's called a bride. You see, bride means that you are now about to marry, right? Yeah. It's called bride. And in principle, truth is called a bride and truth is called a wife, in principle. And there's a reason why truth at a point is called a bride. And there's a reason why truth at a point is called the wife. Truth, when it is called the bride, it means that the truth is now ready to be received. or men are ready to receive the truth the other understand then it's called a bride. So the readiness to be received makes it called a bride. When the truth has been received amongst men, it is called a wife. But the key thing here is the husband, right? And the husband is the good or the love, right? When do men receive truth? It is when love is formed in their heart, right? That's when men receive truth in the spirit. Please, this is the reception of truth in the spirit, not the outside reception of truth. The spiritual truth. Men receive truth when their hearts are turned away from evil and then they turn towards righteousness. Then their heart is ready to receive the truth that comes from above. Is that okay? The thing about the kingdom of God is that it's a marriage. It's a marriage between love and wisdom. Do you understand that? When love marries wisdom, wisdom has become a wife. Do you understand that? When love is preparing to marry wisdom, wisdom is a bride. Do you understand that? Now, when God begins to work in a man, he gives the man doctrine, right? But the aim of God is not that the man will just receive the doctrine, because that doctrine is external. The aim is that the man will receive the truth in the spirit, right? Now, before that can happen, through the giving of the doctrine, there is a change of the man's heart. So the man now who loves evil is changed and then he begins to love good, right? He begins to love righteousness. you understand Now when the heart of that man is sorted out, then that man is ready to receive the truth that will come from the Spirit. If the heart is not sorted out, the truth from the Spirit cannot come. So when truth is given in doctrine, it is so that it will prepare the heart. When the heart is prepared, Which is that evils are removed and good is planted, then the truth which is in the spirit can dwell in the heart of the person. So, the new Jerusalem, that is the bride, it is called bride because it has not dwelt amongst men. Do you understand that? The truth that is in your spirit temporarily is called bride. It is called bride because it is ready to be received. Do you understand that? From its point of view, it is ready to be received. By your heart that will receive it must be a heart of good. The answer now, it means that the good also is the husband and it is the Lord. You see, God has to decline in your heart and go and wait for the truth that will come. The answer now now he going first is the changing of your heart. When your heart is transformed, then the truth that he wants to come, it will come. When that truth comes, then the heavenly marriage is formed inside you. That's when God has properly come to stay in you. But before that, the heart must be prepared. When the heart is prepared, then the bride cannot become a wife. So when you are in life circumstances, it is the truth that must become a wife. But it is just a bride waiting. If you do well according to doctrine and your heart is affected by the Lord, then the truth that is waiting, the light that is waiting, the true light that lighted every man that cometh into the world, that light will now come and descend down into the lower levels of your mind. Hallelujah. There, the bride becomes what? The wife. The bride becomes the wife. So in this scripture, the principle of the new Jerusalem hanging in the air is not just that, oh, any ocean can cry, be be It's the principle of it being given, and at the same time, its doctrine is being taught amongst men, and how men now apply themselves to the doctrine will determine the descent into the hearts of the people. That's the principle, and that principle is happening all the time. It's happening all the time. That's why we don't complain that where is God? Oh, God cannot be found. No. God is already knocking. He's already knocking. And He's already pushing. And He comes to dwell in your higher mind, temporarily, waiting that He may be given entrance so that He will descend into your lower mind. If He's able to descend into your lower mind, then he can dwell in your higher mind permanently. Because now there is an external place for what is above to dwell. And because that place has been provided, then what is above can stay permanently. Do you understand that? Yeah. What is above can stay permanently. That's the principle. And that's what you must have in your mind all the time. When the word of God is given you It's an attempt for God to come in, not from the outside, from the inside. When you are reminded of the word of God in life circumstances, it's the true light that is trying to come in, coming in from above. It is the bride that is trying to come down, so that it may become a wife. I believe that if you understand it this way, then your attitude towards obeying the word of God and those things, it will change. And your postponement of such opportunities to apply yourself to the word of God will also stop. Because God is there. It's not that you are now going to obey God and go and look for God. God has come to dwell. And if you give him the chance, he will descend. And how you give him the chance is obedience. It's obedience. So the Lord says that give him the chance. Hallelujah. So there is another presence that goes on with you, other than the presence of the Word of God in the external. There is a spiritual presence of the Word that comes to hang over you when the Word of God is given. That is always the case. That is always the case. So in life, we are always having the opportunity to allow for the descent of this spiritual word into our natural mind. We are always given that opportunity and now we choose what to do with it. If the spiritual word is able to descend into your lower mind, then your lower mind is raised from the dead. Your lower mind is ascended up from the earth. Because now, before it was ruled by something from beneath, now it is being ruled by something from above. And that's what God wants for you. That's what God wants for you. So don't turn God away. When you are rejecting doctrine, it's not just some information you are rejecting. You are also rejecting the entrance of His light. The entrance of His light. You see, in the scriptures, all the time, the entrance of thy word bringeth light. It's not the entrance from the external, it's the entrance from above. When man permits the word to leave the higher mind into the lower mind. When there is a place for the Son of Man right to lay his head. I pray that the Lord will help us. That he will open our eyes. Then we'll see what is going on. So that we don't walk as though we don't know. So that we don't walk as though nothing is happening when the Lord is constantly trying to come in. When the Lord is constantly trying to come in. I pray that this inspires you right so that it will give you an added energy because you now see that it is not just a simple the word of god is giving me and that something is trying to enter you remember that's your destiny right that's your destiny you are called to be a vessel so god is trying to enter you don't invite god it's god that is trying to enter in his presence his person just that You sense it only in the way that the external word or the doctrine is trying to take away from you what you love. And so you don't realize that you are rejecting a rendezvous you see, with God. So you finish and you turn around to say that there is God, right? Meanwhile, all the time that He's trying to come you say no. This is the number one way that God comes not by prayer. Not by prayer. Not by fasting. Not by reading the word of God. This is how he comes. He comes when the word of God must be obeyed, and we obey. He comes. The rest is to stare up. his coming. If there is something to stare, you stare. But if your vessel is empty, what do you stare? There's nothing to stare. I'll just